you. Come on, can I preach tonight? Come on, there are people out there in the world and in the church that will easily offend you. The scribes, the Pharisees were outraged on how Jesus taught in the temples. They were morally outraged at Jesus' teaching. Listen to Matthew 13, verse 54, all the way down to 57. It says, when he had come to his own country, he taught them in the synagogue so that they were astonished and said, where did this man get this wisdom? Where did he get these mighty works? Is this not the carpenter's son? Is it not, the, is not his mother called Mary and his brother James, Joseph and Simon and Judas and his sisters? Are they not all with us? Where then did this man get all these things? 57, verse 57 says, so they were offended at him. I mean, everybody will get offended. You are going to get offended in life. Jesus says it's impossible. It's impossible that no offenses should come. Listen, join the club, bro. Join the club, sis. You're going to get offended. There are going to be times where you're like, man, I'm feeling the presence of the Lord. Hallelujah. Then all of a sudden you hear a rumor or you hear something going on and someone's speaking gossip about you. Listen, it's very easy for you to get offended. And people will often react when they're offended and then they stumble others. When people get offended, they easily will now go and infect someone because of an offense that has happened to them. I mean, and then people leave the church and they go out and they begin to spread rumors and gossip about the church and the people. It's like, man, they don't even true. Here it is, they go out there and speak about a certain brother who's, you know what, maybe quiet and reserved in his faith. But somehow, somewhere along the line, he's been, you know, picked as a bad guy or she's been picked as a bad girl. And all of a sudden, what's going on? Because someone couldn't process an offense. Someone didn't know how to respond and say, oh man, I've got something in my life. I need to deal with it. But yet they go and they try and infect other people when they've been offended. Jesus says, hey, listen, you better put something around your neck and go throw yourself off the seat. That's what he's saying. Don't you, listen, believe it tonight, don't you dare when you feel offended, have the guts and the courage to go and try and manipulate other people, even in the church. Because Jesus was direct. Jesus was like, hey, listen, this is my sheep. This is my flock. I'm going to guard and protect the sheep. And so you be careful when it comes to you being offended. The key is, how are you going to respond? The key is, how are you going to respond to when offenses come? Because it's impossible that offenses should come. You will be offended. Join the club. But the key is tonight, how are you going to respond? How are you going to respond, sorry? Because every offense not properly handled will give room for the devil. Can you say amen? Many times people open doors for the devil in their own lives. So let's talk about, secondly, your response to offenses I'm going to preach a very short sermon because I believe God would want to minister His Word so that we can come to the altar and get things right at the altar. Amen. So let's talk about your response to offenses. Because your ability to properly handle offenses is a test of spiritual growth and maturity. I'll say that again. Your ability to properly handle offenses is a test of your spiritual growth and maturity. A lady once came to Billy Sunday, a famous preacher of old. She tried to rationalize and justify her anger outbursts. And she said this, there's nothing wrong with losing my temper. She said, I blow up and then it's all over. So does a shotgun, Billy Sunday replied. And look at the damage it leaves behind. 
Get a handle on yourself, sis. Get a handle on yourself, bro, when it comes to you being offended because you're going to cause damage. You're going to cause damage not only to the people around you, but most importantly, yourself. Getting angry, someone said this, getting angry can sometimes be like leaping into a wonderfully responsive sports car, gutting the motor, taking off at a high speed, and then discovering the brakes are out of order. If you are always easily offended at everything, if you're always, you know what, getting angry and bitter at everything, it is a sign that you're not growing as a Christian. It's getting quiet in here. Listen, I'm going to say it again. If you're always getting offended easily, if you're always getting angry and bitter at everything, listen, it's a sign that you're not growing and maturing as a Christian. It is a sign for you and I to say, hey, what is going on with my life? I am a believer. Come on, we got to be Christians and we need to understand. We must understand how to respond to offenses. We got to use the right F word, forgive. <laughs> we got to use this word forgive when it comes to being offended. Matthew 6, 14. For if you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly father will also forgive you. Listen, to properly resolve conflict in your life, if you are in the wrong, listen, even if you are in the right to resolve anything involved or conflict, listen, you've got to be able to be the humble person, strong enough, courageous enough to be humble to say, listen, I'm sorry, would you forgive me? The biblical response, listen, if you can't forgive someone, God won't forgive you. 2 Corinthians 2 verses 10. Now whom you forgive anything, I also forgive. For if indeed I have forgiven anything, I have forgiven that one for your sakes in the presence of Christ. Lest Satan should take advantage of us, for we are not ignorant of his devices. You see, devil, this, this enemy wants to weave his way through relationships. The devil wants to come through your mind and bring division in friendships, in relationships, in marriages. I'm telling you, in your workplace, in uh, the places where you have influence in, maybe in, uh, you know what, just your friendships alone. Listen, the devil wants to bring division. And if there is room for offense, he's able to now move in and bring uh, divisiveness and bring bitterness, planting its root deep inside your soul. And now you're not able to experience joy. Now you're not able to experience peace because something in your life you're still holding on to unforgiveness. First Peter 3 verse 9. Not returning evil for evil or reviling for reviling. Man, this is the Bible. I mean, we're talking about the flesh that we have, right? When someone offends us, we quickly want to go and tell them what we think in our minds and our hearts, eh? Oh, sorry, we're all holy, well, Christian up in here. It's all good. You guys were born with a Bible in one hand, came out speaking in tongues. Come on, let's be real. You know, when we're offended, man, I'll tell you where to put that. Oh, man, hey, I'll come here, say it to my face. Come, hey, hey, listen, hey, we got, we got something wrong, wrong here when people can't really get to each other's face. Oh, I got to go now and talk to, you know, someone. Else. Hey, did you say Not willing to now bring resolvement. There's no pursuing of peace. And now there's this, you know, there's this spirit where the enemy is moving in. He's like, yeah, I got this now. I got this all under control. And it's no wonder why church is split. 
I'm being serious. I've been involved in churches where people couldn't even get a handle on this thing called the tongue. The people could not even say, forgive you. I forgive you. People could not process it because their mind, the enemies come in and it's totally ruined this pattern in their mind, proved this path in their mind to say, hey, I'm right, you're wrong and everything, the world is wrong and I'm, the, I'm right. Returning evil for evil and reviling for reviling, but on the contrary, listen to the remaining of that verse. Knowing that you were called to this, that you may inherit a blessing. I mean, people miss out on the blessing of God. People miss out on God's favor because they choose not to forgive. But yet they choose to revile. They give evil against evil. And it's like, man, man, you're missing out on God's blessing. Matthew chapter 18, verse 21. Then Peter came to him and said, Lord, how often shall my brother sin against me and I forgive him? Up to seven times. <laughs> I mean, can you put yourself in that situation for a minute? Peter came to him and said, Lord, how often shall my brother sin against me and I forgive him? You know, he's like, you know, should I give him seven chances, Lord? <laughs> should I give him, you know what, hey, maybe seven, eight chances? Jesus says to him, listen in verse 22, I do not say to you up to seven times seven, but up to 70 times seven. He's saying, man, there's no limit to forgiveness. There's no limit when it comes to, you know what, being offended. You got to forgive. And throughout the Bible, we find so many stories. We find so many illustrations, real life stories, accounts where people were offended. Genesis 4 verses 5 through to 8. I won't go into detail. But if you're making note, these are the stories where Cain offended, where Cain got offended by God's correction. And out his response was anger and murder. Genesis 37, 4 through to 8. Story about Joseph and his brothers, how they were offended at his immaturity. And out of that became hate and murder. 1 Samuel chapter 18, verse 7. We find Saul being offended at David's popularity. And his response to this was hate and murder. 2 Kings 5, verses 9 through to 17. Naaman, offended at God's ways and hints in his life was anger and rage. I mean, the common denominator is anger. The common denominator is murder right here, rage. Numbers 14, 1 through to 4, Israel was offended by the spies' report. And out of it was anger and betrayal. Mark chapter 6, 17 through to 19, Herod's wife was offended at the truth. And the response to that, hatred and murder. Mark chapter 3 verse 6, the Pharisees were offended at Jesus' work and from that was hatred and murder. Listen, there are, the Bible clearly illustrates that we are human beings with a flesh and that we're going to respond in anger, murder and hate. And Jesus says, if you hate a brother, you've committed murder in your heart. Can I preach tonight? Come on, we need to be believers that have a good understanding when it comes to offenses. I believe the devil's had a playground in our minds. He's playing around in our minds and we get so easily offended we get so easily mistreated and we go around spreading rumors we go around you know what you know what poisoning people's lives with our words because we haven't processed offense properly you think this is going to get easy let me read what jesus says at the end times we're living in the end times listen to what jesus says matthew 24 verse 10 and then many will be offended I mean, this is the time we're living in, and I'm telling you, Jesus said it himself. We're living in the last days. He's coming back, and the signs of the day and age is, listen, many will be offended. 
It says, Jesus even goes on further, we'll betray one another and we'll hate one another. So how do we respond to offense? You know, because it's critical. So number one, you need to get a revelation. Number one, you need to understand and agree that offenses are a part of life. And you got to process it. And listen, it's a test of your maturity for us as believers. So you, number one, understand and agree. You got to get a revelation. Listen, offenses are a part of life, okay? Ephesians 4 verses 1 through to 3. I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you to walk worthy of the calling. Amen. We, we need to walk worthy of the calling which you were called with lowliness and gentleness, with long-suffering, bearing with one another in love, enduring to keep. I mean, this word enduring, it's to protect and to keep on pursuing, to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. This is what we're called to do. We need to understand, hey, offenses are going to be a part of life, but we are ought to be Christians to, hey, we need to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. So number one, understand and agree. Offense is a part of life. Number two, make a resolute decision. You know what? I'm not going to hold on to offenses. I'm going to forgive. I'm going to let it go. An American eagle was flying high over the Niagara River on a cold winter day. He saw a dead young bull floating down the river. He thought to himself, what a great feast. He landed and sank his talons deep into the carcass and began to feed on it. He thoroughly enjoyed the feast and was unwilling to let it go. He thought that he had plenty of time to withdraw. He continued to eat. He decided that he would let go at the last minute so he could get as much of the meal as he could. Not long after that he was approaching the falls, he tried to fly away. However, he found that his feet were frozen to the carcass and fell to his death. Listen, if you're not willing to let go, listen, you will die with the offense with you. And you will never live a blessed life. You will never live a joyful life. You will take this carcass and you will go to your grave and you will die unrepented, separated in hell due to unforgiveness. I mean, that's sobering, isn't it? And this is the Bible. I'm, I'm preaching the Bible tonight. I have no issues preaching truth because we as believers need to process this properly process you know what when we get offended at times and we will we need to be able to process it properly and so jesus says listen if you're not willing to forgive god's not going to forgive you so jesus gives an outline on what we need to do as believers listen to matthew 18 this is you got to write this down matthew 18 15 through to 18 jesus says moreover if a brother sins against you number one go and tell him his fault between you and him alone Amen. Let's stop there. Amen. Good preaching, Jesus. I think most of us, a lot of times, we don't go to them and tell them alone. We go to all other people and the last person we go to tell is the actual person we offended with. Go and tell him his fault between you and him alone. If he hears you, praise the Lord, you gain a brother. Number two, listen to verse 16. But if he will not hear, take with you one or two more. I mean, this is wise counsel by Jesus. If that person is not going to listen, hey, take two, one or two, sorry, take with you one or two more that by the mouth of two or three witnesses, every word may be established. Number three in verse 17, and if he refuses to hear him, tell it to the church. 
find wise counsel. Come and speak to me, the pastor, the, the shepherd of this congregation. Hey, let me know what's happening in your life. Is there things that need to be resolved? Because I believe God would want to help us to get resolved. And, you know, put aside disputes, put aside, you know, animosity and say, hey, let's move forward in the kingdom. But if he refuses, even to hear the church, listen to this. Let him be to you a heathen and a tax collector. Bro, sis, if you're going to keep continuing living in your offense, bye-bye. I'm serious. The door's there. Bye-bye. I think Jesus is saying, if you refuse counsel when they come to you alone, if they bring two or three people and they're trying to reason with you, if they bring the pastor involved and they're trying to say, hey, listen, we want to resolve this. And if they don't want to, Bye-bye. Let him go. Let him go. Listen to what Jesus says. Let him be to you like a heathen, a tax collector. Wow, Jesus, meek and mild. Yeah, this is him. But the key is this. We need to pursue peace with all the brethren. Romans 16, verse 17. Now I urge you, brethren, note that those who cause divisions and offenses contrary to the doctrine which you learned, avoid them. Good preaching. Now I urge you, brethren, note that those who cause divisions, offenses, contrary to the doctrine which you learned, avoid them. So here it is, the reality. Offenses are part of life. Write it down. Number one, reality is this. Offenses are part of life. Get used to it. Join the club. Number two, response. Make a resolute decision to let go and forgive. Don't carry it to your grave. Live a life Live a blessed and joyful life. Number three, so I'm giving you the R's. Reality, response. Number three, renew your mind. Renew your mind in God's word and worship. Come to church, listen to preaching, be involved in the worship service. This is the reason why we've cho I've chosen to no go, go live on Sunday nights and even Wednesday nights. Because people have, have gone into this stage where it's like, man, I'll just watch it online. I'll just, but man, we need to be a church that, hey, you know, even through offense, come on. Even through difficulty, we can come together, worship God where he can renew us in the preaching. Faith comes by hearing and by hearing by the word of God. How are you going to have your faith stirred if you're just going to be at home? How are you going to get your faith stirred when you don't allow God's word to get a hold of your life? How are you going to be refreshed if you're not in his presence? How, are you, how is your mind going to be renewed if you don't have the word and worship? Offenses many times tampers with our mind and our emotions. It takes feeding our mind with the word of God to develop God's kind of mind. The word of God is a major instrument, can I tell you tonight, in building up our spirit to handle offenses properly. Psalms 119 verse 165, great peace have those who love your law and nothing causes them to stumble, nothing causes them to be offended. I mean, this is someone who has a wonderful balance of the truth of God's word that though offense come, oh man, yeah, it's going to tick me off. Oh yeah, but I've got the ability through God's word that I'm able to renew my mind. I'm able to come back and be in his presence to say, listen, I'm going to forgive even though you're wrong. I'm going to forgive because I know my God is greater and bigger than any situation, bigger than any problem. And I'm not going to let any offense hold me down. I'm not going to let offense, any offense hold me back from my destiny or let me down. And I'm telling you what, I'm going to live a blessed life because God has called us for this. 
So renew your mind. Number four, refill the love tank. Get back to the basics. Get back to the feet of Jesus. Refill the love tank. Advance your love daily, both for God and for your fellow brother. Until you grow in love, you may not grow in handling offenses properly. Because love covers multitudes of sin. You see, genuine love for God and for man is what makes it easy to walk in forgiveness. Can you say amen? 1 John 2 verses 10. He who loves his brother abides in the light. And there is no cause for stumbling in him. 1 Peter chapter 4 verse 8. And above all things, have fervent love for one another. For love will cover a multitude of sins. You see, when your love tank is filled to the brim, you're filled with God's grace, God's spirit. You know, it takes, it takes God's love. It takes God's spirit. It takes the grace of God to run this race. No man is dependent on his own flesh that could walk through life and not get offended and then not properly process it. That's why we need the grace of God. That's why we need the love of God in our lives that empowers us as believers to forgive how Christ forgives, to properly handle offenses, how Jesus wants us to handle offenses. Can you say amen? Amen. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Very simple message tonight. Very simple message. I believe God is really helping us as a church. Like today, we, you know, we preached the message this morning about procrastination. Dealing with the procrastinator within all of us. I'm telling you, when it comes to dealing with offenses, don't procrastinate with this. You got to go to that person alone and ask for forgiveness. Resolve the issue. Set yourself free. Set the other person free. And this is most common, can I say, for women. Ladies, don't hold on to grudges and bitterness. Life is short. Life is too short. Forgive and move on. Let it go. Hallelujah. Dealing with offenses. Join the club when it comes to dealing with offenses. Maybe you're here tonight. I want to give an invitation. You're here tonight. You're not saved. You're not right with God. You know if you were to die in your sin, you wouldn't make heaven your home. Today, I mean tonight, listen, my brother, my sister, God loves you. I can't articulate, I can't put into words. God loves you. If you heard anything from this message, God loves you. I'm praying, you know what, hey, man, God's love will melt your heart right now. That God would draw, him, draw you to Himself. I can't manipulate you to come in and get saved, you got to make that decision. Say, man, I feel God moving on my heart. I want to get saved. I want to get my, right, my heart right with the Lord. I'm not right. I'm, I've got unforgiveness in my life. I know if I was to stand before God, He wouldn't forgive me. He wouldn't allow me into heaven. If that's you, you be honest. Say, man, I'm not right with God. You lift your hand. Say, yep, that's me. Lift it up tonight. Lift it up high I'll, so I can see it. I kind of privilege to pray with you. Lift it up. No one looking around. This is just between you and God. Lift it up. God loves you. He's touching you right now. You know He's knocking on the door of your heart. You know that He's calling you to say, calling you to repentance. Listen, it's not time to play around in the world and come to church. Listen, you might as well leave church and go and have fun in the world. You're wasting your time. But if you're here and you're being a serious disciple, 
be a man of God, be a woman of God. Let's be real. You're here. You're not saved. Lift your hand tonight. Say, yep, that's me. I'm not right with God. Lift it up. Say, yep, that's me. Put down your pride. Put down your ego. Say, God, I'm going to respond to your love. God loves you tonight. Maybe you're backslidden in your life. You're backslidden. You've gone away from Jesus. Not from church. From Jesus. You've gone back into your own lifestyle. Your old sin. If that's you, God loves you. He wants to save you. Lift your hand with mine and say, yep, that's me. I'm backslidden in my life. I'm being real. I'm being honest. Amen. God bless you. I see that hand. Anyone else want to be honest and join this honest heart? Say, yep, that's me as well. I'm backslidden. I want to come back to the Lord. God bless you. I see that hand. Anyone else want to join this honest heart? You say, yep, that's me. I want to give my life to Jesus. I'm backslidden. I want to give my life. I want to, I want to surrender my life to Christ. I want to give my life and surrender it all at the altar tonight. If that's you, won't you raise your hand with this honest heart and say, yes, that's me. Would you pray for me? Hallelujah. Every head bowed, every eyes closed. My sister at the back there, you raise your hand. You look up, you meant that? Yep, come, come, come. I'll pray with you right now. Every head is bowed, every eyes closed. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, God, I thank you, Lord God, for what you're doing. Amen. God bless. God bless. Just repeat this prayer for me. Just say, Lord Jesus. Thank you that you love me. I'm asking you come into my heart. Cleanse me from my sins. I repent. I turn from my sins and I turn to you. Forgive me. Cleanse me. Renew me. Make me a new creation. I thank you that you love me. God, I pray you seal this word. Lord, the love of Jesus Christ, fill it right now. God, I pray, God, every offense, Lord, that's even happened in her life, Lord God, as she forgives those, Lord, who've hurt her, I pray let true freedom take place in her mind and in her heart. God, your, your word says, Lord Jesus, that she is a born-again believer. Lord, born of the Spirit. Oh, God, I pray right now, God, Spirit of God, that you move upon her mind, move upon her heart. Lord, your word says, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. All things have passed away. Behold, all things become new. I thank you, Lord God, and have your way upon our life. In Jesus' name, amen. We pray, pray right now. Church, these altars are open. Come, let's find a place to pray at this altar. Let's come and let's find forgiveness. Let's lay it down. Let's say, man, God, I'm, I'm, you know, I haven't dealt with these offenses properly, God. Come and seek, get, get forgiveness at the altar and go and forgive whoever it is that you need to forgive. Resolve it here tonight. Let this be a new beginning. Maybe you need to forgive your mom. Maybe you need to forgive your dad. Maybe you need to forgive a family member. Maybe you need to forgive someone in the church. Come on, it's time to lay down at the altar. Maybe you've been spreading rumors or gossip. Come on, lay down at the altar. Don't let, you know what, things begin to uh, find root in your life. And you never experience joy. You never experience the peace of God. You never will receive the full blessing of God.